Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, beautiful friends from around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, are you happy today? Yes. (laughs) I think I am too. If you are, could you be happier? Mm -hmm. If you are not, then what can you do to get yourself at least a bit happier? That's what we're interested in exploring on this episode. Are there any good happiness hacks for us? In particular, are there any psychic happiness hacks? We're interested in your psychic happiness because that's essentially the basis for real happiness, isn't it? Your psychic happiness is you being happy as the soul that you are. If your psychic self is happy, everything else about you would be happy as well. In fact, that's why most people are only happy once in a while. They don't know that it's their inner psychic self that has to be happy for them to truly be happy. The vast majority of people are only temporarily happy whenever anything or everything goes the way they'd like them to go, or they finally get something they really wanted. Their happiness is based on external things, situations, and people in the world. Yet, true happiness can only come from within each of us. Even when you are happy for someone else, the happiness that you are experiencing comes from within you, not that other person. Of course, that only means that any unhappiness you experience comes from within you as well. Except you can also feel someone else's unhappiness very easily. In fact, if you examined any and all unhappy feelings you have in any given day, you might find that a lot of them might not be your unhappiness at all. Of course, Whether you're feeling your own unhappiness or someone else's unhappiness that you happen to be picking up psychically, you're still experiencing it within you. That's why it's often difficult to remember that you might not be feeling your own feelings, even if you are feeling them inside of you. The real question is, however, that when you are truly happy on the inside of you, then when you pick up on the unhappiness of others, It's not going to make you unhappy. You still know that you are happy and have compassion for the other's unhappiness or suffering. And your happiness and compassion would be a great salve of healing for those who are having a difficult time. Being happy inside means that your psychic self or soul is happy. But what would make your soul or psychic self happy? That's super easy to answer. What makes your psychic self happy is the fulfillment of your soul purpose. And what is your soul purpose to fulfill? To fully be who you are here in this world. To live as the immortal soul that you are in this 
limited, and ever-changing world. You are truly happy when you live true to who you are as that eternal and limitless soul that you are. On the other hand, you're not happy when you shortchange yourself and live as if you were a limited, separate, mortal body. If you were a three-year-old music prodigy, for example, and you were forced to sit with average three-year-olds to learn to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star by repeating it over and over and over again until everybody got it, you'd be bored to tears. You're not being allowed to be true to your capabilities and who you are. If you are highly intuitive and would just know the answer to certain kinds of questions, but the teacher would grill you about how and where you got that answer, until you'd pretty much say anything to just stop the Inquisition, you'd probably not be such a happy camper. And many, many psychics experience this in their growing up years. Just wanted to add that for some of you. Let me repeat that because I think it's an important uh, concept. If you were highly intuitive and would just know the answer to certain kinds of questions, but the teacher would grill you about how and where you got that answer until you'd pretty much say anything just to stop the Inquisition, you'd probably not be such a happy camper. That's what the experience normally is. The Bible story of Joseph and Mary when Mary was pregnant with Jesus traveling to register for the census when they couldn't find a room at any of the inns is a commentary on the state of this world. No room at the inn for divinity. That wasn't True only for that time period a bit over 2,000 years ago, it's still that way in this world. No room at the in the world for divinity. This world doesn't make space for spirit. It's a, up to each of us to make that space for spirit and for each of us to be immortal spiritual being that we are. The world looks at each person as a separate body. It is up to us as spirit to see that each person is a spiritual being and part of the whole of spirit. When we make that space for ourselves in this world to be and live as the limitless and eternal spirit that we are, we find our fulfillment and happiness. That is why you might feel particularly happy when someone finally notices something about you that you've always known deep within you, but no one or very few others had recognized that before. That part of you didn't have much space or permission to be as you truly were. Once you do have that validation, permission, and certainty to be that way, then you find that you are much happier even if nothing else in the world changed. That is essentially what most people are looking for in a great relationship, to be seen and heard more as who they know they are. In fact, it's extremely common for an incarnating soul to experience having one or more of their greatest abilities or qualities invalidated most in the earlier part of their lives here. Why would that be? Well, what you are most expert at as a soul is where your greatest power lies. Anyone who hopes to limit and control you for their safety or selfish agenda would attack the area where you have your greatest power first. Once your access to your greatest power is compromised, then you're that much more controllable. 
One of the most common examples is that of laughter. It is extremely difficult to control a happy, laughing child. Why would anyone want to control and limit a happy, laughing child? Well, those who have long lost their happiness and are afraid and feel the need to control and limit what they can't control will have a hard time with the delightful, laughing child. So what does such a person instinctively learn to do to stop such a child? They figured out quickly that if you put pain in that person, child or adult, they eventually stop being happy and stop laughing as much. At the very least, at the point of inflicting pain, most people will at least temporarily suspend their laughter while they deal with the pain. Such a typical situation. So how many have you ever heard an adult say in anger, I'll wipe that smirk off your face or I'll teach you what happens when you laugh like that or some variation on the theme that if you laugh without permission, you'll regret it. Almost every child learns growing up that it may not pay to laugh too much or be too happy. How much did you have to tone your happiness down when you were a child so that you could survive? That's why when you laugh too hard for too long, you eventually start to have tears streaming down your cheeks. Because when that happens, you're laughing so much and having so much fun, you may not notice that those tears are actually tears of pain and sorrow. Your laughing so much has gotten you into such a higher state of energy and awareness that without any effort on your part, you begin to heal yourself by releasing old pain, hurt, invalidation, grief, sorrow, and such out of your mind that you've long held unconsciously. A past but unattended part of you finally gets to cry those tears at the present as the present part of you is laughing joyously. It's the same thing as if you are happy and offer compassion to those who are suffering. It gives them permission, safety, and opportunity to let go of at least a part of their pain and suffering. That's how all healing really begins. That happens a lot when I give readings. People will start to cry because, not because what I'm saying to them is mean, but they're starting to have permission to let go of some of the stuff that they've been holding on to and holding against others. That is why being neutral to all that is happening, finding some amusement in the situation or condition, and being kind and compassionate will always initiate a profound healing process for anyone, even if it might not seem like it at first. You are never, ever powerless to affect healing and transform yourself, others, and the world. So there we have three essential psychic hacks for yours and everyone else's happiness. Neutrality, amusement, and compassion. In my personal experience over the past 48 years of teaching, Yes, I, I started teaching when I was uh, in utero. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I found these three psychic hacks or tools to be of utmost importance in being able to correctly respond to practically any situation or condition or experience. Another psychic happiness hack is willingness. Every time we respond to anything in our life, we have to begin by either choosing 
resistance, or willingness. Resistance, of course, is the built-in reaction that always gets kicked on whenever we are in any situation that we're not already completely happy about, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. Resistance kicks in whenever you're afraid or unhappy in some way. Resistance is our knee-jerk reaction to anything we don't fully like and endorse. So the problem isn't the initial reaction. A reaction is just a reaction and totally mechanical. It's like pushing a button on a machine, and whenever you push that button, the machine will always do the same thing as long as it's working. So once the reaction, resistance reaction button is pushed in you, there's nothing you can do about the reaction. It's already happening. The button's been pushed. You start to have this reaction inside of you. But just because you're aware of the reaction doesn't mean you have to act on it or dramatize it or be a hostage to it. You can just be aware that it's just a reaction and you can let it be on its own without you adding to it or becoming the effect of it. Or dramatizing it. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to be a drama queen or king. <laughs> Although some people you love know, it. They love being a drama king or queen. But for those of you that get upset after you're, you know, you've dramatized something, this is really important. And you might even want to listen to what Michael just said again once we have this show in the archives. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. So don't become, you know, you could if you're going to be a drama king or queen, just enjoy it. But, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to. For example, you might see on your caller ID that it's your boss from hell calling you. <laughs> and you might immediately have a, oh, no, re resistance reaction even before you answer. Oh, oh, oh God, this is bad. Nobody answers their phones anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so if you decide that the reaction isn't the boss of you and that your reaction doesn't have to control your actions or energy, you can decide to make a new decision on how you'd like to respond to the situation more creatively. You might decide that if you become willing and enthusiastic even to talk to your boss and find out what he's calling you about, at the very least, you'd be happier with the whole experience, even if your boss is exactly the unpleasant and inconsiderate person he always seems to be. That phone call for you is going to have a completely different outcome no matter how your boss treats you. By choosing a new creative response to a previously dreaded situation, you gave yourself a little more space to be the limitless creative spirit that you truly are rather than succumbing to becoming that disrespected, unrecognized employee of the company. In whatever situation, if you remind yourself that you have the ability and power to respond rather than fall victim to any reactions, you can let reactions happen within you, but they don't have to run your show or your life. So switching from resistance reaction first to willingness gets you access to more of who you are as a creative and powerful spiritual being. Then, in willingness, 
you'll be able to get yourself into a state of much more neutrality to whatever's going on and whatever you are experiencing at the time. Once you're more neutral and can let things be as they are to start, since they already are that way, then you can proceed to your next steps. Next, once you start to let things be more in neutrality, you'll find that you're willing to be happier rather than unhappier. You can choose to be amused about where you are at. There are no rules that say that you have to be unhappy because unpleasant things are happening or because you've been mistreated or even hurt. Happiness is the greatest medicine that promotes healing on all levels. Getting into a bit of amusement and perhaps seeing the situation in a more humorous light will take you far. Amusement is the first level of higher frequency of energy and consciousness in which you can actually start to make a positive change. Any lower vibration just isn't going to do it. Well, we're coming on our first break already, and we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass on this coming Saturday, June 12th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. In this fun and transformative teleclass, we will teach you how to feel the love, energy work to help you be happier. So a continuation yeah. really, of the show. <laughs> you get to go delve deep into it. Um, and this is part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Learn to find the love that is always within your inner pe- within your inner psychic self. Share it and be a happier you. For all the details, go to our June events calendar section at our website, michaeltamora.com, and that's spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M, as in Mary, U-R-A.com, michaeltamora.com. If you have any questions about any of our events or to sign up for this one, just call our office and speak to our fabulous assistant, Noel at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday to Friday. In just a bit, we'll return to discuss some more psychic happiness hacks. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. 
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we've been exploring various psychic happiness hacks. What are some ways that we can keep our psychic self happy? We'll continue. Well, there's a little story I like to um, share that reminds me very much of uh, working with happiness hacks. And that is, those of you out there that are sensitive really sometimes have a tough time when someone's having a big problem. And so one of the things that you do symbolically is goes as follows. You're walking along, having a really beautiful day. It's, you know, the air is beautiful. There's no clouds and there's trees around. And suddenly you come upon a big hole and someone has fallen into it way down there about 20 feet and they can't get out. Now, if you wanted to match the unhappiness of that person in that hole, what you would do is you'd jump down into that hole with that person and be sympathetic with them and pat them on the back and go, oh, it's all right, it's all right, but now what? You're both stuck in that hole together. (laughs) So when you're working with not only your happiness hacks, but that thing that happens a lot of times when you come along to an unhappy person, usually an unhappy person has a problem. If you jump in the hole with them and try to solve their problem for them, you're going to be stuck with them in that hole. However, symbolically speaking, if you don't jump in the hole and you go get the ladder and show them how to get themselves out, that's more like compassion. It's it's not being pulled into the problem. It's being able to see what's best in the situation. And sometimes, in some cases, it's best to let the person solve their own problem. But if you have like a suggestion or something like that and they can't have it or hear it, hey, that's all right. So Michael was talking a little bit about compassion, a lot about compassion, actually. So well, I'm gonna... actually, I was talking about amusement uh-huh. and then compassion was the, the natural next step so we start with neutrality uh, in our other segment. Uh, we start with neutrality being the first thing where you just have to become neutral to things and not engage. And just like Raphael said, instead of jumping into that hole, the first thing is you have to <coughs> recognize, oh, there's somebody in the hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and being neutral means not getting all panicked and worried and, and, again, becoming the reaction. Neutrality means don't become the reaction. Reactions are natural. that They just happen to all of us. There's always reactions. In fact, this body of ours is, is constantly 
working on reactions. There's chemical reactions, neurological reactions, all kinds of reactions, genetic reactions. (laughs) Everything's happening on a reactional level automatically. And, you know, we can't stop that, but we can work with it. So when we have an emotional and mental reaction to things, you got to be able to just stop for a second and just go, oh, yeah, that's just a reaction. Let that be. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to stop it. Don't try to do anything about it. The reaction is just going to go on. You're aware of the reaction. That's perfect. Being aware, you don't have to become part of it. So the reaction just happens. Let's say it's an anger reaction happening or a fear reaction. It just goes through and you go, well, there's a lot of fear. <laughs> and, and you just let it pass right by, pass right through neutrality. That's neutrality. Then to help you along to, toward more of your happiness is, oh, get yourself raising your vibration from wherever the reaction and everything was. That's amusement. Amusement is, you know, when you have, you can smile a little bit. You can laugh a little bit. You can, you can see the humor in your situation. Oh, boy, am this, I stuck in a big hole. Yeah, or <laughs> this is a fine mess I got myself this, into. Yeah, this is a fine mess I got myself into. It's good and, ownership to, yeah. to really see that you created that. Yep, and, and you're in it, and, you know. Uh, well, what do they say it in, in those singing contests? You're in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, you know, when you've had enough life experience, uh, you've been through so many different things. I've been through so many things in my life where, you know, oh, yeah, I could have got killed. I could have uh, been in a very, very bad situation. I, and I have been. And But the first thing is after I get to neutrality, I, I can go, you know, just like Raphael said, what a fine mess I got myself into. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, those times when I ran out of air 70 feet below the surface of the ocean, you know, and, and I'm going, oh, what a fine mess I got myself. Guess what? I'm still here. You see, so if you don't get completely, you know, wrapped up into the reactions and everything, then you can get yourself into a little amusement. And amusement is the first step, first level of vibration. Everything's vibration. Everything's energy, right? So you have to be in a high enough vibration to affect positive change. Let's say compared to amusement, what would be a little bit lower than amusement would be anger. Anger on an emotional level would be just below amusement, quite a bit below amusement. But if you're in anger, the only thing that anger may be slightly helpful for is if you're only momentarily angry, you might have enough energy to give yourself a kick in the butt and and get going, make a new decision saying, okay, I'm tired of being unhappy. I'm tired of, you know, being in pain. I'm tired of whatever. Fill in the blank. Yeah, fill in the blank. I'm, I'm, you know, angry enough to do something about it. Okay. But you have to get out of anger. You have to, if you stay in anger, doing something about something isn't going to help. It's not going to lead you to happiness. But if you kick yourself in anger and says, okay, I'm, 
I'm done with this stuff. I'm going to change it. Now, first step, you got to get into a little amusement. From that perspective of vibration, it's now high enough. It's amusement by, by no means the highest vibration. But why shoot for, you know, total joy or freedom, which is or enthusiasm that's way higher vibration than amusement, if you can't even get to amusement. <laughs> but if you can get to amusement, hey, you got to the starting line. You can get started. And whatever you do after you get yourself into amusement is going to go in the right direction, right? It may not solve the whole problem, but it's going to get you toward the solution. It's going to get you moving toward more healing, more happiness. So amusement is reminding yourself that, you know, you're, you're really actually underneath it all. You might be temporarily uh, not insane, uh, unhappy. <laughs> Too many, you know, legal shows, right? Uh, not guilty by, by reason of insanity. <laughs> well, you, you know, just being a little bit amused, you, you find humor in the situation and, and you're, you're able to smile to yourself saying, you know what? It's not that bad. It's it's a, actually I can see a little bit of irony in this or a little bit of humor in this situation. Maybe even the lesson. Yeah, and then you're out of that stuckness. You start to amusement's the first level of energy where you can start to move in the positive direction, move toward healing. That's all you need. And and then once you're in amusement, then just like what Raphael talked about in compassion. That's when you're ready to gently bring in some compassion into the mix. And there's no compassion, right, without neutrality and a bit of happiness at first. So, so the humor or amusement puts the situation, condition, or the problem into a better perspective from which you can make a positive difference. And compassion then opens you up to the greater power within you. In compassion, there's no resistance, only willingness, right? Remember, the very first decision is, are you going to resist it, stay in resistance in the reaction, or are you going to choose something different creatively, which is willingness? Hey, I'm willing to do this. I, I'm in pain, or I'm, I'm not happy, or I'm, I'm, you know, struggling, but I'm willing. Ah, you know that saying, willing and able? Yeah. If you're not willing, it doesn't matter how able you are, you're not going to do it. That's why there's been incredibly capable people who were in so much resistance, they never made anything out of themselves. And then there's people with half the capabilities of those people who were totally willing and they did great things. Yeah, that's willingness. So in compassion... There's no force, only a kind and understanding gentleness. In compassion, there's no judgment, only a neutral and loving kindness that gives all the space and time anyone needs to heal themselves to the greater wholeness. So every psychic happiness hack has to help you be more yourself as you truly are 
to be more yourself as the spirit that you are in this world. You have to make space for you to be that in this world. It can't make space for that which is not of this world, right? So whereas your body is part of this world, you as spirit or a psychic being is not a part of this world. That's why only you can make enough space in this world of time and space for you to live as the immortal soul that you truly are. Well, making your making more space for your psychic self to live in this world presupposes making time for yourself as well. Before you can have space, you need to make time. Ah, remember, what makes this world we live in right here that we're broadcasting this from and talking to you and you're hearing us and everything in is time and space. In all the other worlds, in all the other realms of consciousness and, and existence, there is no time and space. Huh. In spirit, there's absolutely no time or space. Okay? So here in this world, what makes this world this world is time and space. So if you, as a spiritual being, as a psychic person, as soul, need to make space for yourself to be here because the world doesn't accept you with open arms because you're not part of the world. So you have to make yourself, you have to introduce yourself. You have to make yourself known as spirit. Oh, yeah, I'm not of this world, but I'm here. And I have things to do. So before you can have that space to be you as spirit, you have to make Time. Huh, time comes before space. So, for example, having a regular meditation practice will help you enormously in making more space for you to experience being that spirit that you already are. Yet, you can be enthusiastic about the idea of meditating every day, but if you don't make the time in your day to actually do it, nothing will come of it. You can think of it in terms of making both time and space for you to tend to your psychic self every day. If you've never done that before, you can start <clears throat> slow and easy with just making time and space for you to meditate for, say, 15 maybe 20 minutes once or twice a day for starts. The most important part of that practice is to actually do it. In fact, it would be much more effective for you to do it once a day for a mere five <laughs> minutes every day than to haphazardly do it, say, one hour one day and nothing for several days. Now, consistency. One of the happiness hacks Yes. We can say is consistency. Be consistent. If you're going to practice something, commit yourself to doing it consistently, even if it's just a few minutes each time. This is because the single most important part of anything is your awareness. At least 
If you're aware of doing something even for a little bit, you're aware of it. Thinking about it is not awareness. That's just thinking about it. Thinking has nothing to do with your awareness. You can be aware of your thinking and you can think about your awareness, but thinking about your awareness doesn't do anything for your awareness, whereas being aware of your thinking changes your thinking. Just remember, awareness is a great power that impacts everything you are aware of for the better. So remember, awareness. You know, we're, we're going through a bunch of different psychic hacks. And we'll, we'll discuss this further after the break and everything. But when you're aware, that's when all change be, begins. Without awareness, you're just going through life basically half asleep. One of the things I notice is um, some people are kind of sleepwalking through their lives. <laughs> really. <laughs> it's really helpful to start practicing by letting what you see not get to you. Because, you know, you a lot of times we're aware of negative things much more than positive things. It's called survival and yeah. fear, right? And I don't want any of that stuff. So Resistance, it, yes. Exactly. So you let it get to you. Well, we're coming on our second break. Um, we'll talk more about this in a few minutes. But um, if you're interested in going deeper and further into developing your innate soul abilities, your spiritual growth, and the fulfillment of your purpose, we welcome you to join us in our teleclass and audio courses. To find out what we're teaching next, check the events section of our website, michaeltamura.com. Sign up for our free newsletter or call our office and speak to our assistant, Noel, during uh, regular business hours, specific time at 530-926-2650. When we return, we'll get back to Happiness Hacks. See you in a couple of minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. We've been exploring different kinds of psychic happiness hacks you can apply in your daily life to keep your soul and psychic self happy. Let's continue. Yay. I love, it. <laughs> I love it that Michael was talking about creating the time and space to take care of your psychic self because I think that's one of the more important things. Even when you're just waking up in the morning to start to become aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, some of you spend a lot more time on fixing your hair or taking your shower or whatnot than you do on really taking care of your psychic self. And the psychic self, especially for sensitive people, is one of the most important parts of you. So another example I would like to talk about is when you're, you know, similar to the walking along and seeing uh, someone stuck in a hole is how you sometimes get yourself stuck in a hole without really falling into a hole, but you're falling into something called a mental image picture. So you're walking along or you're sitting at your desk or talking to someone, and all of a sudden a thought comes up of something that happened in the past that was extremely painful to you. You know, someone turning their back on you and never explaining why, and then it, it compounds when other people come up to you uh, and tell you what that person said about you behind your back and all that, you know, it's a, oh my gosh, you know, it can, we can really go into that hole or, or that mental image picture. And one of my greatest happiness hacks is a combination of two things when that happens, because psychic people, sensitive people have this sort of thing happen all the time because you're much more aware of energy that's, uh, let's say, going around in your space. And uh, periodically, a thought about something hurtful will come up. And one of my greatest happiness hacks is the practice of forgiveness, and that is just letting it go, not grabbing onto it and reliving it over in your mind over and over and over again. It doesn't mean what the person did wasn't correct or you know that they're, they're going to get away with it or anything. Karma will take care of that. Forgiveness is letting it out of your heart and letting it go and not giving it any more mind. And the other is a technique that we love and we've taught in this uh, radio show in the past is imagining a rose. And just imagine that image, that mental image of that hurtful thing, like a little uh, three-minute movie. You know, that's what they are. These thoughts are are like maybe even a 30-second movie. So I, I imagine it like a little square above that rose and just drop it in the rose and then imagine exploding that rose into a flash of light and letting it go. Now, it doesn't get rid of the memory itself, but it de-energizes. It takes everyone's energy out of it. It lets the person have their energy back in neutral form and your energy starts to come back. And eventually, over time, and also with letting it go again through forgiveness as well as blowing the picture, um, it will allow that picture just to be in that neutral space when it comes up. Oh, yeah, that was one of my experiences, but it's, it doesn't, you don't start to fall into it. Yes, it's it's like, um, you know, most of us who've ever been to 
like regular school, public school and stuff throughout our growing up times. And they keep transcripts, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In the school office, they keep a transcript. And so every F, B, A, D, C, whatever you got, uh, you know, E for effort or, or yeah. N for inc- uh, incomplete or whatever. Uh, In Europe, the system is symbols. Yeah, yeah. Has, has uh, in the school system. And it's, it's your quote, permanent record. <laughs> and, and later on, probably not from your grade school, but mm, high school on up. Well, high school transcripts are often looked at for college entrance and stuff like that. And college transcripts are looked at for postgraduate school and this and that, the other thing. And if you've been, let's say, basically you've gotten all A's except for you ran into a teacher that just didn't like you and mm-hmm. and they didn't care that 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 shouldn't have anything to do with you know how you learn and and how they teach and everything else but they take it personally and usually when that happens it's karmic <laughs> and uh, from a different lifetime and they'll just give you a lousy grade just because they feel like it and you know that's that's not fair and you you didn't do anything to to warrant it but they give you this lousy grade and it, it shows up on your transcript. And here you have this like a impeccable transcript, except for this one grade. And and maybe that's in a subject that's that counts for you for going to college or whatever, or getting the job you need, or whatever it is. And you can get stuck on that and just go, God, this is not right. No, 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 no. Be unhappy about it. Or like Raphael said, when you when you, it's, it's just retained in your memory as an image, as a picture, and, and you have judgments on it. No, this is not right, and that person really was a lousy teacher, and da-da-da-da, and did it to me, and blah-blah-blah. All those are judgment pictures on top of just the simple fact of, okay, they gave you a lousy grade. And even a lousy grade, that's judgment. Too, on top of the grade they gave you. They just gave you a grade. So when it gets down to the actual incident, the actual experience, it doesn't have all that other stuff on top of it. No drama, no trauma, no nothing. So when you put that in the image in a rose and explode it, oh, you're de-energizing it. You're taking back your energy from it, your power. You're not giving it to anymore. And basically that... Exposing, you're making a decision. Would I rather be stuck in the past? It's already happened. In fact, a lot of things, it's happened a long time ago. We're still bringing it into the present of, now I'm carrying it with me everywhere I go. Like a slow burn. Yeah. And you make that decision of, you know, would I like to suffer longer and hold on to that past? Or am I ready to move on? And be happy. That's that's a major part of your happiness hack is first, again, it starts with awareness. Because without awareness, you're not even aware you're not happy. <laughs> like how many times have you gone through a day where you're so busy? 
I got to get this done. I got to get that done. And and so many people are, you know, I got to pay these bills and I got to get finish this deadline. Da, da, da. And you're so involved in everything you got to do and you got to solve and you got to, got to, got to, got to, that your happiness isn't even in the equation. If somebody, if I came to you right in the middle of it and said, are you happy right now? You'd look at me like I came out from Mars or someplace and, and you know, what, what are you talking about? It has nothing to do with what I'm involved in right now. <laughs> and, but if you could really stop and go, am I, am I, am I happy right now? How happy am I? Am I really happy or am I just sort of happy or, well, I'm not unhappy a lot of times in your life, in, a, in the course of a day, you might not be aware of your happiness at all. And, and um, if, some, if you could actually stop for a moment and go, am I happy? Oh, now you're bringing your awareness to whether you are happy and it's generally not ever, am I 100% happy or 100% unhappy? No, it's somewhere in the middle, somewhere in between. So a better question, but just to get this question started is, am I happy? And you might go, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm not necessarily unhappy right now, but am I really happy? No, maybe not totally happy. Oh, so I'm Somewhat happy, but not really that happy. Is that where I'd like to stay? Well, being somewhat happy sounds so much better than what I see a lot, a lot, a lot of other people going through being totally unhappy. Okay. Well, I'd rather be sort of happy than unhappy. But no, if, if I were to really look at it, become aware, why should I settle for just sort of happy? Yeah, and definitely, why should I settle for unhappy? <laughs> and so then it gets me aware, like, yeah, I, I can. I, I have a consideration here that I would like to be happier, and why not? And and um, so, okay, now that I'm aware that there's a space for me to be happier than I am, whatever level of happiness I'm at right now. I could definitely be happier. Okay, great. Ah, now I've made space. I took the time and made some space to just even consider if I'm happy and happy enough. Now I know I could definitely be happier. Okay, so that's when you can start to heal yourself. You can start to bring yourself to more happiness because without that, you don't even get started. You just go through the day, and and if you keep on doing that for a long enough time, pretty soon you get so unhappy. One day you just wake up and go, I just, uh, you know, this is, everything is horrible. And, and by then, uh, you got a lot of work to do. But if you do this on a regular basis, in the course of a day, how many times? Do I check in to see how happy I am? And yeah, and just that awareness makes me happier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
even if I become aware that, oh, I'm not being very happy right now already, just asking myself that question and becoming aware that, yeah, I didn't realize I've been a little bit unhappy about something. Already, I'm happier. Huh. That's the power of awareness. So awareness is first and foremost. Without it, nothing happens. So we start with awareness, and then we realize, oh, every decision we make comes from either a place of resistance or willingness. Huh. Anything that's not willing is, is in some degree of resistance. Okay. Do you, would you do this for me? Uh, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> that's not willingness. That's resistance. Even though you're going to do it, but you're doing it under protest of some sort. Not a huge protest, but you're in, in the protest of, I'm not really willing to do this, but I'll do you a favor or whatever. It's like being a teenager saying, <laughs> they'll take out the garbage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, even when you just become aware of, you take out the garbage as an example. If you find yourself, yeah, I'm going to take out the garbage because that's my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that willingness? No. You're, you're taking out the garbage even though you're not willing to do that. You're, you're in resistance to doing that, but you're going to do it anyway because it's your job. And if you don't do it, well, you got negative repercussions. <laughs> okay. So why stay there? A happiness hack is with every decision you make about anything. Check yourself to see, am I making this decision in willingness or in resistance? And chances are a lot of times you'll find at least a little bit of resistance. And if you just become aware of it, you're going to have less resistance. And that will lead you definitely to not only more willingness, but happiness. Yes, indeed it will. And do remember when you are working this space that once you decide to be happy, sometimes it takes a few minutes or even an hour to for that boat to turn around from yeah. your unhappiness space. So be patient. That's another happiness hack. And we'll have more happiness hacks in a few more weeks, I think. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, we've come to the end of our show once again. How oh, this goes so fast. We love having you join us and certainly hope you enjoyed our show today and gained new insights and tools you can apply in your own life. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday when we'll ha- ask a fun question. Are you psychically challenged? <laughs> <laughs> we'll explore what it really means to be psychic or not to be psychic and how your psychic nature, awareness, and abilities affect your daily life. Even more importantly, we'll look at how you being psychic plays an essential part in your ability to grow spiritually and fulfill your purpose in life. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass on this Saturday, June 12th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Learn to do energy work to help you be happier and feel the love as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series. Check our website, michaeltomorrow.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. 
we appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 